it's another episode of Real Talk, raw and relevant content for the people. And this week, it's all about Elsie Albert, the Papua New Guinea Orchids captain, also playing for the Dragons in the NRLW. Welcome back to Australia and thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's all right. So I gave you a couple of things that you had to do. And the first thing was to think of a word that best describes yourself. I describe myself as a trailblazer. Trailblazer. Yeah, a trailblazer. Um, as a Papua New Guinean, like um, I'm, I'm, I'm the first uh, lady to sign a contract straight out of Papua New Guinea to play here. So yeah, that will be the reason. Absolutely. And um, I also pick a word. And so my word for you is inspirational. I think that everybody after listening to this podcast is going to be very inspired by you. And I know certainly when I saw your name for the first time, I thought, who's this woman? And I was certainly inspired. Um, so we'll, we'll be able to tell our audience what's so inspiring about you and why you are a trailblazer in rugby league, but also in your country. Um, and the other thing that we have to do is because it's real talk, you can't be fake to me. So you just have to make sure that there's no fibby, no lies, and you're going to be real. Can we do that, Elsie? <laughs> All right, I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> You're not laughing. No, just kidding. <laughs> Let's get into it. Elsie, you are 25. You made your debut in the NRLW last year for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Like I mentioned, you are the Papua New Guinea Orchids captain. Uh, you captained them and they only just came into, I guess, playing international rugby league back in 2017. Um, yeah, just for a moment um, and for our audience, tell us who is Elsie Albert, the, the little girl who grew up in Papua New Guinea? Yeah, um, as you all know, I'm from Papua New Guinea, <laughs> and um, I'm a student. I'm a student. Uh, I studied at a university back home. Uh, I studied um, uh, bachelor in tropical agriculture, and yeah, I, as soon as you know, I played. I played rugby league when I went to uni, so I played there, and then I got selected to represent the province that I went to university. And then I represented the province and then I came to Mosby, represented the province in Mosby and I was selected to play, I was selected for the Orchids. So yeah, and then from there and I made the Orchids and I'm here now. So I put a pause to my studies and yeah, I came over. Yeah, so worth it. Let's rewind a little bit. You studied or you are studying um, tropical agriculture, which means you're an expert in plants and insects, which blows my mind. That is quite the skill. I find that fascinating. Um, and we can probably touch more on that in a bit. But can we rewind to you growing up in Papua New Guinea and where you are from? Yeah, so um, I was born half in the islands, mainland. It's in the inland of Papua New Guinea. And I was born in um, in Nipah, and yeah, my dad's my dad was a police officer there. It was it was a station commander at, at the place. Like I grew up in in the highlands. Is that dangerous? Like uh, you know, there's um, no, it's it's not that dangerous. Like you know, like the media portrays you know certain things and saying that you know Papua New Guinea is it's a dangerous place and stuff, but it really is not like if you go there, like you'd experience it yourself. Like it's it's really not that bad. 
Yeah. See, this is the stuff that I find super interesting too, because I've never been to PNG. Like a lot of our audience, they probably haven't either. And you have an idea of, I only can go off what I hear. So I, I hear these crazy stories that happen in PNG and there's crazy stories that happen everywhere around the world. But would you yeah, say that yeah. you're pretty lucky growing up? Yeah, I'd say I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky. I grew up in PNG, but like, um, I think in terms of opportunities and stuff, like it's pretty limited there for young people. So, you know, that's why like when this opportunity came along, I thought, you know, I should grab this opportunity and then, you know, get out there and explore the world and stuff. So that's why, you know, when I get the opportunity to get out of PNG, I grab it with both hands and here I am now. Yeah. And what about for quality with women? Um, I know that when Australia has gone over to play in PNG, both the men's and the women's sides, there's generally some stories that come back and sometimes they're quite um, eye-opening just with what they see in the streets. And that, and that's more Port Moresby, but um, is it dangerous to be a woman in PNG? Um, I, I don't think it's really dangerous. Like, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's really that dangerous. Like PNG is, it, it's a developing country, and you know, we, you know, you hear certain stories and certain things. But yeah, like for me growing up, it's it's not that dangerous. But it's it's up all in the mindset of people. Mm -hmm. So like, um, it's starting to change, and rugby league is a way of you know, rugby league is something that um, triggers that change. I should say. And yeah, I think we're like moving in the right direction at the moment. Like, are we moving? Yeah. Great. And how has rugby league help, helped you because, and other women in the country? <laughs> oh, I think like it's sort of, um, you know, it sort of brings that uh, gender equality thing into place as well. Like most women, most women, you know, they, it's, it's sort of like a cultural thing that you know, a woman that's not supposed to play rugby, like it, it's a men's thing. And like based on our culture, like, yeah, women are not supposed to do certain things. And I think rugby league like comes in that category as well. But like, we've been like in 2017, like you said earlier, like putting a team in place to take part in the international arena. And then like from then onwards, like it's been like, a good platform to, you know, uh, break that barrier. Yeah. You know, that barrier that, you know, uh, men are more important than ladies and ladies are meant to be in the house, you know, uh, doing house chores, cleaning the house or, you know, do all this stuff. But, you know, when rugby came in, it sort of like um, dismantles, that, dismantles that thought and then brings equality, like putting equality on the table for us as well. Love it. The power of sport and the power of rugby league. Yeah, it's incredible, yeah, isn't true. it? Yeah, true. True. How have rugby league numbers for women in, like, built over the years? Oh, man. I think it, it tripled. It tripled since last year when <laughs> when I came here. Like now they sort of like see that like there's a pathway for girls to, you know, go through and then play at that level. And then uh, if they're lucky enough, they could, you know, probably come into an RLW. Like from last year, like I've seen that wow. the number like tripled. Yeah, so it's it's really good how things are going back home in, with regards to rugby league. Okay, so because you played for South Logan in Queensland um, last yep. year and then NRLW, then you went home and then 
you came back. So when you went home, you noticed that there was like a triple in numbers. How, how, how many people are we talking? How many women are we talking? Oh, so, hundreds, thousands? No, thousands, not hundreds. Really? Yeah. yeah. Because like now you could see like more teams are participating in the comp uh, in Mosby, not only in Mosby, but like in other, in other towns as well. So wow. like it's, yeah, it's really, so, it's really great. Did the women qualify? Did the women qualify for, sorry, the Rugby League World Cup next year? Yep. So you, so PNG now have an extra 12 months. And after you play this NRLW season, they're only going to skyrocket more. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. And it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to, I know, watch, like, exciting to see like more of me coming through and then, yeah. Oh, Elsie, give yourself a pat on the back. That's so cool. It's so cool. Let's fast forward to this year. (laughs) Yeah. And how you got here, because this was a whole process in itself, trying to get back to play um, in 2021. So run me through it. So, yeah. So last year when I came here, um, you know, with the COVID and everything that was going on, um, I overstayed my visa last year. And like that was the major hurdle that I have to overcome to get back because like it automatically like puts me like, what should I say? I was red flag. Yeah. My name was red flag against. Uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was, I was, oh man, it was, it was a tough experience for me. Like I've never experienced something like that. And for me to, you know, get a call from immigration telling me that, uh, you've overstayed your visa and um, you need to go back to TNG ASAP. <laughs> um, and so like first time for me to travel and come to, come to Australia, uh, stayed here. And then I get this call saying that, um, yeah, you've overstayed your visa and you're an illegal, like um, you're illegally <laughs> staying in Australia. You have to go back. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was tough, but, um, yeah, I've had help from a lot of people and, uh, you know, got a great letters from the dragons, you know, I want to say thank you to them for, you know, being there for me, like all this way. And, you know, I got letters and then sent it back to them and then they saw the letters. So they agreed to let me stay and play the another season and I would have a season last year. So yeah, I stayed, I completed that season. And then as soon as I completed the season, I have to leave. I can't stay because of the visa bridge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I went back home. And then for me to come back was, it was really hard. So yeah, I had, like I said, like I had help from a lot of people, dragons help, foreign affairs help. So like I had, you know, bits and pieces from everywhere. And then I put a letter together and sent it to immigration and yeah, they granted me the visa. Like it took me six months to get that visa. Wow. (laughs) And here you are. Thank gosh, right? Thank gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And let's, let's fingers crossed this season still goes ahead. I have faith. I have faith. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah. Outside of rugby league, uh, we've spoken about you studying 
in tropical agriculture, but you also had a boxing career. Did you have yeah. professional fights? No. So with the boxing, like, um, it's pretty much like I was in high school. When I was in high school, like, um, I went for a tryout and I, I was, uh, I think I was, I was a hundred and 105 kilos at the time. So I went, I went. <laughs> <laughs> How much are you now, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I think, no, no, not I think, I am 100, I'm not 195. You're 95. 95. So you were, in yeah. high school, you were 105. 105. Woo! <laughs> Wrong girl. All right. <laughs> yeah, so I went, I went to try out and I did, you know, there was no person that I could box with. Mm -hmm under the that category of like heavyweight so they just made me like just walk through yeah i, I went undefeated <laughs> png heavyweight <Yeah>. champion <laughs> didn't have to but fight yeah. anyone <laughs> i didn't but yeah like i did sparing and stuff but then when it comes to you know getting into a ring, ring and do a real fight i couldn't because yeah i didn't have someone under the same weight category as me so yeah i just did a walkthrough love it that is such <laughs> a good story would you get back in the ring would you do would you box here in australia oh yeah i would i would i would i don't know let me see. see I'll have go. to do some homework, see if I can sort you out a fight. <laughs> I would I would pay to see you in the ring. I would. I really would. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd pay to watch you. I pay to watch you play rugby league because your your runs and your tackles are look, I've said it before, inspiring, but also a little scary. It's it's great. I think I and think, so, I, think <laughs> I think that's why I play rugby like I, I love it. Of the game and <laughs> yeah we love you playing the game too don't worry so how did you then pick up rugby league so yeah um from there from high school and then going into uni um while i was in uni um we have like from the from the province that i went to the university like they don't allow boys themselves to play so you have to have a girls team as well. Uh, ah. Like they're trying to get this gender equality thing going on in the province. Right. So they said like, if you're, a, if you're a boys team and if you want to put a team through, you have to have a girls team as well. So that's when like they wanted to put together a girls team so the boys team could play. And they Perfect. Were searching, yeah, they were searching for girls to play. And they came and approached me and asked if I wanted to play. And the first time they came, I said, "Nah, like, I'm 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 a huge fan, but uh, playing, I don't I don't think I'm gonna play." <laughs> so yeah, the first time they asked, I didn't. And the second time they asked, I didn't. The third time, the boys captain um, came and asked and said, "Mate, like, you have to give it a try. Just just come and just give give it a try." <laughs> and then I went. And we played that weekend and after that game, like I, I sort of like, you know, I, I fell in love with the game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank gosh that you did try it because you made for it and look yeah. at what you've and, done. And, and a shout out to that boy. His name is Fraser Ninde. 
the captain like is yeah i think it's because of him that i'm, I'm playing <laughs> wow he would be looking at your career so envious going i uh, wish yeah. i was playing over in australia like she is <laughs> That's great. That's so cool, Elsie. Okay, what about then? Who's your favorite NRL player if you've loved watching the game all your life? Oh, yeah. So, my favorite NRL player is um, Paul Gallen. Oh, yeah. Paul Gallen. Controversial, <laughs> but great pick. Great pick. Oh, you, I feel like you've got a bit of Paul Gallen in you. <laughs> yeah, I just love watching him play. <laughs> Good call. Um, can we highlight for you? Um, yeah, for me, it would be the win against England uh, last year. 2019? 2019? Yeah, 2019, that's quick. Yeah. Last year, sorry, 2019, before last year. Yeah, um, it's bad because, like, I, like, that was the first game I've captain as, as an outfield. Like, I played as a captain and... Yeah, to be the first captain to win the first ever test match for the Orchids as well. Like, yeah, that would be, and also to defeat like um, a Taiwan nation. Yeah, like, so yeah, that's my career. Like, yeah. That would be my career. Like, that gives me butterflies in my belly. That makes me feel so yeah, excited it, it for always, you. It always, when I like speak about that, like it always gives me that emotion. Like, yeah, we've come a long way in, in a short time. Yeah. Why does it make you emotional? In, in terms of like women playing like the baby Kinji. Yeah. yeah. And like, so much respect. Yeah. Like um, with, with, with the culture that we are brought up with, like the culture that, you know, women are supposed to be in the house or, you know, women are supposed to play like the league or, you know, women are seen as... Um, you know, as the second best, you know, and, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah, it, when it comes to that, like, it's, it's always like, I'm always emotional. Yeah. Do you think because after that, you weren't second best? Yeah, but after that, like, we, we earned ourselves that respect. Mm. Like, um, you know, people, like, people talk at us, like, against women playing rugby league in PNG, like um, they, they used to say stuff like, you know, we're never going to win a test match, waste of money, uh, we're wasting money on women playing league and, uh, you know, we shouldn't support girls playing league, they should be playing uh, cricket or other, other, you know, normal sport that girls are supposed to play, like negative comments, like we get those type of comments, but, you know, after that win, like, you could see, like, yeah, it, it it changed like the perspective, the thinking, the mindset, like of a, especially the male folks back at home. And now, like you see, uh, we get like more support from the, you know, the male community as well back home. And yeah, it's been it's been really good. Oh, that makes me feel warm. It's so cool. Like it's just, it's the best that rugby league has the power to change the mindset yeah. of. And it's like. Rugby league is also seen as, as you know, our our country's uh, sport. Like they seem as, mm. as the main sport that our country plays, and I think it declared it is declared as the national sport. Yeah, wow! Well, it's league. like your religion. So 
over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, have you watched the the documentary on Power Mary? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they, they say like number one is God, number two is rugby league, and number three is 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 the language that we speak, mm. our mother tongue. So yeah, rugby league is certainly a religion that. Yeah, that was an incredible documentary uh, for our listeners. If you haven't seen Power of Mary, just Google it and um, make sure you have a watch. Elsie, you're in that, aren't you? Oh, no, I wasn't. Was I, that before? I that. Yeah, it oh. was before. I went in 2018. They did the okay. Power of Mary film one in 2017. Ah, yeah. oh, damn it. Just missed out. I have to do Power of Mary number two. <laughs> <laughs> Now, before I um, before I let you go, what about your greatest setback? I asked you to have a think about something that's been really challenging, maybe on the footy field or away from the footy field in your life. I think yeah, the greatest setback is I think I have already mentioned like, for me to you know hear that I'm illegally staying in Australia and then. That was like the hardest thing, like uh, and and not only that, but they also told me that you are illegally in Australia, and I was banned for three years as well, like automatically, like I'm banned, like as soon as I Australia and go back to PNG, like that ban come comes into effect, like it starts there, and yeah, and yeah, that that was the greatest setback, like. In, in my life, like I've never experienced, you know, going into another country and then um, with COVID and everything going on. And then I forgot to, you know, set, check my visa status and then getting a phone call telling me that, oh, you've overstayed your visa. And um, yeah, so, wow. <laughs> and then I went back home after an RLW season and then I wanted to come back. And it was really hard. It was really hard to get the get the visa, you know, uh, application going because I already had that ban. So mm. I had to I had to you know uh, seek help from people as well. And you know, like I said, I had a lot of people like, uh, coming on board, helping with the situation that I was in, especially like the Dragons as an organization like this that wrote some good letters for me as well. As a, as a character reference. And then, you know, DFAT as well, like they helped as well in writing letter and, you know, good character reference for me as well. And then with all those, I tried to apply again. And then like it took almost, like I said, six months to uh, get that visa approved and yeah, to finally get that visa approved and, you know, get that call that, and we understand the situation and then we've agreed to, you know, grant you a visa to come back to Australia. Like it melted my heart and I was so emotional at the time. Like I cried once I received the call that, you know, my visa was granted. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, but what yeah. a situation. Yeah, it was really, it was, it was a really tough one, but yeah, I got through it and, did you think that everything you'd worked for had just sort of gone like that? Yeah. 
absolutely. Once I receive that three-year ban, like notice that I'm, I'm banned for three years, once I leave Australia, I thought that was it for me. Gosh. But so, yeah, man. <laughs> will you stay here now? What's what's after NRLW? Yeah, or will you yeah. I think uh, I'm staying after NRLW. So what, you're yeah. moving to Australia forever or? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's all we've probably got time for, but it's been awesome to chat and just know a bit more about your life. It's um, it's quite the story and we're all so proud of you. Oh, thank you, thank you. And thanks for having me, Bill. Team, if you enjoyed that one, like and subscribe for me and don't forget, we're here for a real time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs>